CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Hello, you golfing legends, and welcome back to another episode of the original Off Course. I am your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me this week uh, is arguably a familiar face and most definitely a familiar face on the pod. He's already laughing, so it's perfect. His name is Jason Finley. He knows a thing or two about Callaway golf balls, among others, and how to beat up on TH Peers uh, live and in person. Finley, welcome back. Uh, hello, sir. How are you today? Uh, yeah, I've had two months to recover. I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Oh, you mean so you don't just show up and the team doesn't win all of a sudden? Well, that was the plan. That was the yeah, plan. I know to, what the uh, plan was to shatter Granddaddy lore and become a thing of uh, no longer mortal in in many ways. But uh, yeah, that didn't happen. So that's too bad. You you seem to be quite thrilled about it. Hey, look! It was just another year for us. Just another year of a victory. That's a, that's it. I mean, yeah. It's coming. Well, we we actually had a conversation the other day about, you know, should we should we change up the format of it because it just it's not really all that competitive. Even like, I mean, we want we want to make sure that we're giving the people to following along, you know, something to actually, you know, that there's some competitive piece too. Yeah. So back when I was a kid, we used to play pickup hockey and we'd throw all the sticks in the middle and then uh, launch launch to each side with a blindfold and see what the teams are. Maybe we need to go to that. <laughs> Hit drivers in there, just keep the head covers on you. Probably be closer. <laughs> well, it was super fun. And uh, one of the best parts about the experience is all the guys getting to see the new product and, and getting the full rundown between you and... Uh, and that, that other guy, uh, D-Nevs, who is uh, becoming fairly popular as well. So either way, it, it was um, it was interesting seeing the new line as it as it comes out and, and people start to react to it. But we all know you're the you're the you're the ball guy, the ball guru of, of many ways. And Chrome Tour is a big story this year. So do you want to give us some early thoughts on uh, Chrome Tour as a whole? Yeah, so we're you know a couple of days in here, and um, to actually selling the product, um, you know, which is is always super exciting, and uh, we we had a good launch weekend, I would say. Uh, the data looks pretty promising. We we picked up uh, a good amount of share in some of the key customers we've gotten data from already. Um, so all those are the kinds of things that we keep a pretty close eye on, um, you know, and. And, and are proud of for sure. Um, but, you know, it also starts to give us some some data to look at in terms of, you know, the mix of, of the product line in general, as it has changed a little bit. And I think, you know, as our as our focus and kind of efforts into what we're doing have have changed up a little bit, it's it's kind of paramount that we kind of pay attention to that and make sure that we can can stay on top of that. And we're keeping everything that needs to be in stock and stock and, and all those kinds of things. So a lot of learnings to be had uh, early on here as well. Well, ChromeSoft as a whole seems to be a, an ongoing evolution uh, that's built on the needs of players. I think uh, when, when LS came out or when X came out, I remember that it was, I think six or seven years ago, uh, the white boxes say, Hey, try this and see what you think. And it's like, Oh, okay. Yep. That's, that's a totally different experience. And then yep. you know, LS comes out and I've got uh, Austin in my ear saying, you better play this forever and ever. 
And yeah. then, uh, you know, we come to 2024 and there's a new ball that, uh, that blew me away. It's called Chrome tour. Um, it's just this constant intentional change to support the habits of golfers, I think, or the styles yeah. of, uh, of swings. So I I'd really be interested in your feedback as to why that central ball seems to be, uh, the one that, that does have the deepest impact or, is it just that the other two are on the opposite ends of the spectrum enough to where they do change? It's just not as visible from a, a story. Um, I think it's a little bit of, of all of that. Um, you know, Chrome saw, if we start with Chrome soft, um, you know, if you go back to the very beginning, it it's different and still is today from anything else on the market. Um, you know, it, it's a it's a truly kind of differentiated product, I would say. Um, some others may tell you that we copied them and things like that, but um, you know, it's it's definitely a product that that stands on its own uh, with no real peer that is like it. I would say, um, and and you know that so that it didn't change very much, but but that was very purposeful in nature, right? Like. Yeah, we we made it faster. We changed the aerodynamics on it slightly um, to to better fit the golfer that plays that ball. But at the end of the day, um, I mean, it, it first of all, it's the third best selling by dollars golf ball in the marketplace. So um, pretty hard to say that it's not a good product in terms of you know who it's for. So um, I would say the least amount of change on on that product. And then if you go to the other end um of the of the spectrum with with the x ball um very similarly i think we had a a product that particularly with the the tour players um that they loved and um we got some very good feedback on and the the changes there are things that just made a really really good product that in some cases was already best in class in a few areas i.e. speed off the driver and, you know, you know, spin around the green um, and, and made both those areas better and improved the flight char- characteristics of that golf ball. Um, so I think, you know, if you look at those two, that that's the main things. And then with the, the tour ball, that really came about from a couple things, you know, uh, a couple years ago, we had a group in um, talking about, you know, uh, kind of fitting and selection of our golf ball. And they wanted like a, a quick selection guide. Like if you play this competitive ball, go to this Callaway ball. And, you know, when you look at what what is the market leader, um, I could have answered any of our three golf balls with the second line of questioning, Right. Um, which that, that's not great, uh, place to be, um, because it just makes it that much more complicated. Um, but also we had a a prototype that we were working on and had in play on tour for the last year, um, that, that really ended up being pretty similar to what Chrome tour is today, which, you know, it was called Chrome soft X dot. It was a slightly softer version of Chrome soft X. Um, that had a slightly lower spin profile and lower flight, um, which, gee, that sounds a lot like where Chrome Tour ended up. 
Um, and we had some really good feedback on that product um, with tour and, and, and a good amount of tour play as well. So I think those two things really helped frame up what that product was. And the other thing that I think also informed that was, you know, LS to your point, you know, internally, I would say, you know, you can see the shelves behind me here. I, I do my own Daryl survey as people come in and take balls, you know, and things like that. LS was by far and away the most played ball in the building, but it was the lowest selling of the three. So I think there was a few reasons for that, right? Um, it came, it came last. Um, maybe the name wasn't the best. Uh, it didn't really signify what it did and, and how it did it. Um, and also there was kind of an in-between on players that prefer that, you know, let's call it firmer uh, ball like Chrome uh, Soft X and Chrome Tour X is now and where Chrome Soft is. And this, this ball kind of fits in the middle there uh, between those two. So I, th I think all of those things kind of really led to where Chrome Tour uh, ended up being and, you know, obviously having a, a really, really good product that we're proud of um, helps a little bit along the way as well. So it's interesting you mentioned alternatives to the style of balls that we're familiar with. Yeah. Uh, one one question I would have to counter that is what what stops you from adding a fourth ball to this line? Hmm. Um, I, I think it's a couple things. One is, um, you know, cons consumer confusion is is one of them right like there is a point where you can have too much uh, of an offering and it gets complicated as to which one's right for me right you, you unfortunately um you know one of the things we do here a, a decent amount unfortunately is you know well a i i'm not good enough to tell the difference between these balls or what is the difference between all of these balls and it gets it can get pretty nuanced pretty quick if you're not careful, um, you know. And and when you have, you know, say tour where you you could spend that time doing that, and there's much more of an opportunity to properly fit and things like that. Maybe there'd be an opportunity, but from a, a consumer world, you know, it does get confusing at some point. Okay, um, and and as we traverse this road today on the new lineup I, i'm curious you mentioned tour feedback and tour application uh i'd assume there's a lot of that and and between r d and tour and communication mm -hmm. um what does that look like the year leading up to it how, how do how do you land on something especially when it comes to getting your players to hit it and say what do you think yeah well it, it really is more than a year right so it, it starts you know, as we start, I mean, we're learning right now as, as guys are transitioning, you know, guys and gals are, are transitioning into the new products. Uh, we're all, we're taking in all that feedback now, right? So all that's informing what the next one will be. Um, and, and that's a constant evolution. But, you know, when it comes time to actually building balls and, you know, the, the testing process, you know, as we get it down to a couple variants, let's call it, um, that's when we're really looking for feedback that will inform which specific product we will deliver. Because um, obviously when it comes, you know, to a, a Chrome Tour X, for example, 
right? We didn't just make one and say, oh, there's our new ball. Um, you know, there were thousands of versions of that ball that we robot tested, player tested. And, and obviously we continue to narrow that scope down. Um, and tour players are, are a big part, particularly in that kind of final selection uh, process. Is that one of the more entertaining parts of your job is to experience the feedback you get when you make a subtle change? And, and, and I'll refer it to uh, an example that we had. And I, I was uh, lucky enough to join in Frisco for the AI putter launch. And it was humorous for you to hand me a white ball or a, a three ball pack of white I'm not even phrasing this, a white sleeve of golf balls with uh, balls I'd never heard of before in them. And I said, what is this? And you say, you tell me, you let me know. I'm like, what does that mean? You seem to get a real kick out of that part of it is to have people sort of blind test and then provide their feedback. So is is that one of the real joys of this process for you? I think so. I think, you know, I mean, as someone that, um, you know, started in R and D. I I love that that part of the 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 process, right? Of kind of just it, it's easy to you know for me to tell you a story about what the product is, um, and whether you choose to believe it or you see that is 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 certainly great. But you know, to get your feedback without necessarily knowing much about the product is sometimes more interesting. And I think there's a lot more to be learned from that that helps frame a little bit how we talk about the products, right? So um, I think we we have a pretty good understanding of what uh, products are and what they do um, from an absolute perspective. But at the end of the day, you are a you know golfer that is a user and purchaser of our products. And that all can help inform uh, what the products are and how we talk about them. So, you know, at that point in time, you know, we were, the, the product was done, right? Like that was a off the line produced ball at that point. Um, but we are still in the midst of kind of developing our communication strategy and kind of what, what the exact finer points of the product that we were talking about were. So I think okay. that's where I really particularly like that part of the process. Okay. Uh, also, the uh, the style that you had in the ball was slightly different than the final product, which I thought was interesting. Maybe it was an earlier run, but uh, I won't go too deep into the weeds on that one. But uh, it was funny to me when when I saw you, I don't know, four, five, six holes later, and you said, so what do you think? And, and I said, it's not this, is it? And you go, nope. And I said, it's not that, is it? Nope. <laughs> and I said, okay, so what is it? <laughs> you still acting coy. I'm like, Man, this guy has way too much fun messing with me. So, well, um, that, that is my job, after all, right? Like to build some hype and excitement. So, <laughs> yeah. I think we did that. I think you are excited to to learn more about it. Were you not? Oh yeah, it's, it's well for me. It's fascinating because I I've thoroughly enjoyed the the story on ChromeSoft ever since the original run. I mean, I loved the original marketing of is the ball that changed the ball, and you know there there is this constant potential there to continue to refine that I've been fascinated by. And especially when I, I think one of the things I've enjoyed most, especially with the opportunities I've had to engage with some of you guys at, at, uh, at Callaway is when you bring me a ball or like when Austin says you need to be in this ball, like 
guys who are just passionate about your company hand me a ball and said, this is the one for you. Like, try this. Tell me, I want to know your feedback. That, that for me is, has been a thrill during this process because I feel like there is a willingness for these products on your end, maybe not on the, uh, the far side of things, but in the middle, you've, you've had this way of developing a product that has continued to refine into something that I think will fit a lot of golfers. Um, and, and I want to get into that just a little bit because there is quite a bit I want to talk about in the product, but Chrome tour as a whole, you've, you've marked it as the gold standard. You've marked it as, uh, with a gold box. So it's clear and it's in its intent that like, this is a ball you need to look at. Um, why there, why, why that story? Well, I think, you know, while, we could be accused of it being a, you know, cheeky kind of marketing tagline. And there is some of that to be, to be honest, but I think, you know, it's, it's a, it's a belief for us, you know, we've had conversations for a while now for a couple generations, at least of, you know, do we want to change the name of these products? Do we want to mix up the look and feel of these products? Do we want to, you know, golf ball is one where, you know, for, for, we don't change names like we do on, on our wood line where every year it's kind of a new thing. Right. And the products that are viewed as the same name or, or 2.0 in, in say the driver category, they, they don't have a very good track record, right. Where you look at the ball category and I mean, certainly with, with one example, way better than any other, um, you know, names just don't change very often. And um, I, I go back to my first, um, when I first started on the golf ball category, I'd go around to all these events. And one of the things I heard a lot of was, well, you know, you guys just keep changing the name on your, on your ball. I don't ever know what I should be playing. And it, you know, it's, it's this, and then it's speed regime. And then it's, you know, Chrome soft. And then it's all these things. And I don't ever know what to do. Um, you know, at, at that point it was a pretty easy answer. Well, you know, okay, well, when we get one that actually works, we, we'll stick with it. Right. And we, we hadn't hit that point yet. Um, and, and we have now, right. To the point of, you know, Chrome softs that, you know, clearly has a, a following and has done very well. Um, but this was, I think, uh, from, from everything coming together, from all the work we've done to improve, you know, how we make golf balls, the quality of them, the consistency of them, the performance of our products, everything's kind of meeting at this moment in time. And, and, and this, we really believed was the time to, to make that change, right? We looked at everything about these golf balls, not just your, the typical performance things that you would think about mantles, cores, covers, Right. But as we talked about with you, right, we changed the color of this golf ball. We looked at the logo, the font and size of the side stamp is bigger. Right. So kind of everything um, has, you know, changed, been looked at on, on these golf balls. And, you know, certainly the the, the look and feel of the packaging and the, and the name is, is part of that. OK, well, I want to go deeper um, into the actual product itself, because there are some significant changes that have impacted the overall experience of these balls. Um, let's start at the core. There, there's something new there. 
Um, and, I, and I'm curious why make that change and, and how challenging is it to make a change, use new materials or alter that and maintain uh, something similar to what you're familiar with if you're a, a product or a person who plays that product religiously? Yep. No, it's super important. And, and I think that, you know, this is kind of speaks volumes to the to the R&D team and capabilities we have here of, you know, we think we have a pretty good understanding and, and footprint in terms of what people want from a field perspective. Um, you know, one of the easy routes you can take in golf ball is make a golf ball firmer and it will get faster, right? Like it, it doesn't get any simpler than that. Um, but that, that's not the, the approach we want to take, right? So um, we want to maintain kind of compression levels and generate more speed. So that's what the, the hyperfast, you know, um, soft core is all about is kind of keeping the compression levels where we want, but increasing more speed. So that's a, that's a lot of work looking at new materials, new processes for those materials, um, new capabilities to, to keep those processes in place. Um, so that we, you know, generate not only the performance that we want out of those materials, but the consistency of those materials. And, you know, not only do you have to be able to, you know, make a few of those, but you got to be able to make millions of those. Um, and that's a whole nother step in the process. So um, it's a it's a constant evolution. And, and our R&D team, you know, spends a lot of time and effort working with our, you know, Chicopee team. Uh, on, on that process, right? So, for for example, this week there's a whole uh, group back there from our R&D uh, organization working on, you know, process and um, how we actually make balls. That's super important to the, the the development of you know what what we're doing from a materials perspective because it's got to be you know producible at the same time as it does got to provide the performance benefits. So I, I think one of the interesting pieces there is a lot of people talk about what, what does it matter with a golf ball? What, who cares? Like uh, once it's a golf ball, once it's a urethane ball, there's not going to be a significant level of change there. Uh, that's something I've always combated in saying that I believe that there is a, a constant effort to improve and, uh, make finite level changes to produce a better product year over year. It's not simply just because the name exists and, and is repeated that it's the exact same thing. So I, I'm curious on that end, how much of that is new technologies or new materials being introduced? How much of that is uh, new concepts being attempted? And And it's clear to me that there's a lot of effort that goes into it, but when it comes down to what actually happens year over year, is that, is that a big part of it? Just new technologies, new materials, new concepts? Yeah. I mean, I think it's all of that. Right. And there may be some that um, don't do as much of that as others. Um, but, you know, that's one of the things that I'd say is, is, you know, for, for some of the, the companies that, that do put the time, effort, resource behind, you know, R&D organizations, um, you, you do get, uh, you know, more of those types of changes, right? And 
we're always looking at new processes, new ways of doing things, new um, tools. And, um, you know, while we, I would say we don't use AI to the same level of detail on golf balls as we do, maybe some of the stories we've told on putters and, 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 and the club products. Now, what, what it has helped us do is think about things maybe in a different way than we would have before and trying new things together, right? Or advancements in materials from uh, the, the suppliers that supply them to us, right? So working very closely with those partners to ensure that we're, we're getting um, the best of the best. And, and as they develop new materials, we're testing them, we're, we're figuring out ways that we could use them in, in, in any level, right? So, you know, I always use the baking a cake mentality when it comes to to particularly, you know, the recipes for, for golf balls that, you know, there's a lot of ways you can make a yellow cake, um, but different people make them differently, right? And there's different um, things that you can include in that to, to give a yellow cake a slightly different um, taste. It's the same thing in golf ball, right? Like you're doing the same things, um, just leveraging different materials to get a different result. And and being able to go through that process and, you know, not only simulate and test a lot of that, but but seeing it come to life in a product is is where kind of particularly for the R&D guys, the, the magic is. Yeah, I wonder how many of the listeners right now just decided that you eat golf balls as you would cake or at least taste them as you <laughs> in the process. Well, as you can tell, I've had a little cake in my day. too. Uh, so. so one of the things that that was a part of Ryan Hawk's uh, introduction to the ball on our homepage was a new, or maybe it's at least new to us, but the uh, there's an aerodynamic tool that you're utilizing now uh, that has impacted all three balls in a different way, which I think is really interesting. I think that's a very intriguing story that uh, a ball with the same name on it uh, in total has a different arrow package on it. Uh, so, what is the idea there and how critical is that for performance? Uh, it, it's super critical. And I think it particularly as you get to the, you know, the highest levels of the game, that, that consistency, you know, shot to shot um, uh, that you see there is, is super important. And, you know, we're, we've spent a lot of time and effort in really, you know, not only optimizing the individual trajectories of each ball so that, you know, if you think about the different, you know, and 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 in golf ball, the, the the ranges of players that are playing some of these balls is is pretty broad. But you know, from a from a generalized standpoint, right? Like use the Chrome Soft as an example. You know that that player probably would tend tend as a generalization to be slightly lower swinging, um, probably a slightly higher uh, handicap uh, level and potentially would need more help getting the ball in the air, may use stronger lofted irons. So thinking about the totality of their game, um, so that ball actually flies the highest of the three golf balls, right? Um, whereas the the better player, the, let's use the Chrome Tour X, which is the highest spinning ball, so you would automatically assume, oh, that one flies higher because it spins more. Well, no, it doesn't. Um, it actually has a much lower flying aerodynamic pattern, 
But then how do you build more consistency and repeatability into that product through the aerodynamics? So that's where the seamless tour aero component comes in, is really optimizing that trajectory throughout its flight. So not only what things like the apex are, but what's the consistency of that flight so that if a really highly skilled player wants to hit a five-yard draw, they're hitting a five-yard draw, um, not a, you know, 10-yard draw or a two-yard draw, because all that, you know, becomes super important. And if a tour player's trying to hit a shot, like, to a target that's 150, well, their window is like 151 to 149. Um so it's really important to have that consistent repeatability time after time. Um, and the aerodynamic consistency allows us to get even better at that. So when it comes to, I, I always like to use the argument that in golf, many times the goal is to make one plus one equal five. And the thought there is, I guess in this case, it'd be one plus one plus one, but the idea that you can, generate a number of things to impact the results. And it's not simply a matter of, uh, let's use a club example, higher loft equals higher launch, higher loft equals higher spin. And in many cases, there's a way to impact that to alter the results as opposed to being 100% that simple, which some people like to make those claims. So are you suggesting that in golf balls, it's, it's much the same? You don't necessarily like, uh, here's the example, and, and it's not as simple to say that it would be for every golfer because we we tend to swing differently but it, it not necessarily means that uh low compression or uh you know concepts there it's not always going to result in the exact same thing based on that shift from one side to the other there there are more pieces going in there that impact the result that is given yeah i think that that's absolutely true and i think you know honestly i think that that's what's one of the hardest things about golf ball. You know, the example I always use is, you know, if I walked into the fitting bay here in our building and I wanted to, to get a, a, a driver dialed in, right. I may have a driver sitting right here um, that I've done that with, you know, I, I can go into the, the bay and pretty quickly, I think have a, a driver that's dialed in for my game and have a very, very, very strong confidence that it's going to be, you know, dialed in for, for me and my game, whatever that may mean. Um, that's much harder to do on golf ball, right? Like I could take two prototypes that and walk into that bay and they have virtually the same launch conditions, um, but they can have a different aerodynamic pattern on those golf balls. And I can go play golf with them and I'll see dramatically different results. Um, so it's not as simple as that, right? Like I got to go to that next kind of evaluation phase uh, on the golf ball uh, to, to really make sure that I've, I'm in the, the optimized product. Um, so that makes golf ball more complicated, right? In, in terms of that. So, um, you know, Similarly, you know, I like to tell people, think about your game and do you want out of a golf ball something to help you? It should be one of two things in my mind, either help in the areas that you're best at making them even better or 
if you're weak in certain areas, leverage a golf ball to help you get better in those areas, um, which is is maybe a little bit different than than it is on the club side. Hmm. <clears throat> when it when it comes to arrow. And, and maybe I'm being overly critical, but if I see a golf ball that has a visual difference from four points of the golf ball, uh, I get a little bit concerned that it may not fly in a similar way based on the way it's laying as I hit it, based on the uh, sort of central spin location as it's flying through the air. It, it seems to me like some companies aren't particularly concerned about that overall consistency on the cover of the golf ball. Uh, I don't get a sense that you feel the same way. No, it, it's super important, and that gets back to that that professional, right? And and even the better player, right? Like, um, you're you're no offense, but you're far from a tour player, but you're on the better side of 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 players, right? I like. Um, why why do you have to say no offense there? You clearly well, meant offense. <laughs> uh, well, no, because you're not you're not playing uh, for a living, right? You're not you're not playing in the conditions that that tour players are even, but. You know, for you, you're still a good enough player to where you're you're trying to be more precise with your game than someone that's a a 15 handicap, right? Where a 15 handicap, they're they're probably and they should be trying to hit the green, right? Where you know, if a, if a hole's on the the back right portion of the green, you're maybe trying to get in that quadrant of the green. Um, where a tour player is probably trying to get within that five-foot circle of that pin, right? Um, so there, there's some progression there. But but increased consistency in all cases will help whichever one of those golfers you are, right? So if you're that 15 handicap trying to hit the green, if you have more consistency built into the aerodynamics and the performance of your golf ball in general, you will have a better chance to hit that green you will have a better chance to hit that quadrant of that green. That tour player will have a better chance to hit it in that small window. And, and all of that, I mean, the reason we all play the game, I think, I hope, is that we want to get better. We want to improve. We want to beat our buddies. We want to win an event, if that may be the case. Whatever it may be, right, we're, we're trying to get better. So even if we're playing with ourselves, it's in search of that improvement, Um so if you can provide a product um, that enables golfers to do that, I think that's beneficial to the player. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I, I just looked at it as it seemed pretty logical to me that you'd want that overall consistency. And and the way you guys talked about it and the attention you had there during some of the meetings that we sat in on, I mean, it was just, it made a lot of sense to me. It made a lot of sense to be that, uh, precise when it came down to actually manufacturing the the style. So I, I think that this um, the fluid dynamics tool seems like a really cool concept. I'm assuming that's is that like finite? Is that done or is it constantly under development as well? It's it's constantly under development and and developing. You know the capabilities and the tools there are, are super important to to what we do and to um, see that come to life in you know, a product that delivers more consistency is, is cool and exciting. And, you know, even I, I was sitting with a bunch of uh, folks on the R and D team and, you know, we have some of that in our, in our advertising creative that shows some of the visuals from that and to see like how proud they are to see their work um, come to life, even in our, in our marketing. 
like they, they love that stuff. And for them, you know, they're so passionate about what they do um, that they love seeing that come to life, not only in the performance of the product, but then, you know, now they're, they're seeing, you know, their work that they're working on come to life in our, in our advertising and us talking about it too. Okay. Um, one of the final things I wanted to hear your thoughts on Jason, and I'm assuming this is another challenge you deal with is just the overall softness of the cover. I mean, it, it is the last thing that the, the primary contact point is the cover for a golf club. And, um, I, I think perspective, I was, I was sitting back the other day trying to think what mattered more to me as a first impression with a golf ball, whether it was the presentation at address, uh, graphics, whatever it may be, color. I know you had focused on color a little bit. Um, but the other thought was if, if I hit this ball and it doesn't feel like I'm being rewarded for a good strike, then it's an instant, instant no for me. And that, and that includes on all golf clubs, but I've had the benefit of playing a softer compression ball Chrome soft being a good example of that for quite some time. So I, I do get a little bit of that uh, more mushy feedback, as you would say, than maybe like a, a very firm golf ball. Um, but I definitely have a perspective that works for me and, and, and expectation is what I should say. So when it comes to altering the cover, where does the thought process start and finish on that? Um, well, you're right. And, and I think that, you know, to, to your point, it is a very difficult challenge because it is a preference thing. Right. And, um, you know, I always, I always joke, there are very specific metrics that you can look at, you know, cover hardness, compression, which can lead you to maybe what an expected outcome is for feel. But at the end of the day, unlike, a lot of other things in the space that we deal in, there is no feelometer, right? Like there is no um, <laughs> thing to, to kind of, to, to measure what, you know, your feel will be and, and, and what you want is different than maybe what I would want or what person C would want. Um, and, and you, that, that's why we offer a range of, um, you know, feels, let's call it th through our line, right? Because some people do prefer that firmer, clickier feel. Um, some people do prefer that softer, quote unquote, mushier feel. Um, and some people like something in between. And we have all three, uh, I would say. So, um, but all that being said, even if you do prefer a firmer feel of a golf ball, um, you know, a softer cover does provide some pretty significant benefits, but it has to work in concert with the other pieces of the golf ball, right? It is a system after all, right? So if you're making the cover softer of the golf ball, well, what does that mean to the core? What does that mean to the mantle layers? And all those things uh, working together are super important, right? And getting that softer cover with a firmer kind of mantle can, can help with spin and things like that. So they all work together at the end of the day, but you always hear uh, feedback from players. The first thing they say is, Ooh, that felt really good. Or, you know, and, and that can mean different things to different people. But, you know, I, I know even I got down a rabbit hole with somebody in a, um, I think it was a, a social 
chat the other day about, well, I won't play that ball because it's uh, it's only 90 compression. Well, what does that even mean, right? Like, what? so what? Like, have you tried it? Well, no, but it's 90 compression. I won't like it. Okay, well, why? You know, um, and, you know, I've had people tell me that Chrome Tour X feels softer than Chrome Tour, even though the Chrome Tour compression is softer. Well, the cover is softer on an X ball, so maybe that's what you're feeling more. Um because even the way you hit a shot could impact how that ball feels. So um, there's so much that goes into it, and that's where the real nuance of it of it all is. Well, I would assume that swing speed also plays a pretty significant role in that perspective as well. Yeah, but but just because you're, and this is where it gets complicated, right? Like, you know, you also hear people say, "Well, I don't have the head speed to to benefit." Uh, uh, a Chrome Tour X. Well, why? I mean, a Chrome so Tour X is going to be faster for most. Um, so if you need higher spin and, you know, speed is important to you, well, maybe that's the right ball for you, even if you swing 85 miles an hour, right? There's, it's not a, it's not an exact correlation. It's a good starting point and it's directionally uh, can be right, but it's not the, the only answer, right? So, that's why we've kind of gotten away from this, you know, idea that, oh, well, you swing slow, so you need to play this ball. That's not, there's too many very, you know, just like you, you you would be, again, categorized as, you know, mid to high from a swing speed perspective, but that doesn't mean that you can't or shouldn't play a Chrome Soft, for example. Yeah, I, I lean on balls like that pretty aggressively because of a higher spin profile that I play. So uh, I've been barking this for many years that uh, it's a bit of a misnomer that uh, compression is relevant to swing speed in total. Uh, and I actually just had a conversation the other day uh, with a, a former granddaddy player down here talking about how he loves the X because of the amount of spin he, get, he gains uh, switching to that. And it's like, yeah. you know, it doesn't, it, it, based on a historical swing speed argument for the golf ball, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But when you add spin into the equation it makes tons of sense especially yep. when you get around the green um and i i think i just think it's interesting I, I do i am curious to go back to the cover a little bit about durability i i think the discussion on especially the price that that uh tour premium golf balls are the expectation that they have a certain level of durability is is absolutely critical um uh, it, that has to be a challenge as well when when designing and developing. Yeah, for sure, it's a it's a key component for us. I think one of the things that oftentimes is a um, I guess misunderstanding would be the right word is that softer covers are less durable, and in fact, that that's kind of the opposite of of reality, right? So um, while there's other variables there, thickness of that cover and things like that, that, that all play a role. Um, yeah. In general, softer covers, uh, would, would tend to be more durable if, if done properly, at least. Um, and they're also, you also get into conversations about grades of urethane you're using and types of urethane and how you're producing that ball. All that plays a role in it. Um, it's not a simple softer is more durable or less durable, um, 
but if you you know speak in generalizations, a softer would be uh, more durable in general. So you know what we found in in our softer covers is yes, it obviously generates more spin for us, which usually that's a very good thing. Um, we have found it to be um, slightly you know more durable um, in in our case, but we've also found an increase in consistency. Uh, of that spin as well. And, and that's through a variety of conditions. So softer cover, um, you get better engagement with the grooves, which means in, in more conditions, uh, you're actually going to get more consistent spin as well, which I think is all goes back to, you know, how, how you play the game and, and that consistency being so important. I'm going to give you one more chance to call me not a tour player, but the argument I've always had is that I, I want a ball that lasts longer <laughs> uh than than i do with it and what i'm saying is i want to lose it before it's dead you know what i mean and yeah. um, the feedback that i've got i've seen the granddaddy guys talking a lot about it uh the experiences that i've had and then the balls i've shared with friends is that there is a level of durability uh quality to this to this lineup that i'm actually really excited about um no, at no point yet have i <laughs> withstood the the ability level of maintaining it longer than it survives quality wise. So, so I, I think that's great to hear. And, and I'm a, can I assume that's the feedback you're getting that it is showcasing pretty strong durability? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely, it definitely is. And, and that, that feedback has been positive. Um, and I think, you know, even, even that goes, you know, a little bit into how people are, are using balls. I think it's gotten more complicated, I would say, um, in recent years with the increase in maybe what I would call, you know, indoor golf type, type situations too, you know, where, um, you know, really the, the worst durability um, environment is, you know, into a net, into a screen for, for golf balls of, of all types. Um, and, and certainly the, the amount of that that you see out there is, is growing. So, um, I know even from reading some of the, the THP threads, you know, a lot of the ways that people are evaluating the products is, is into the, into the net or into the screen. Um, so to see the, the positive feedback we're ge getting in what would be probably the worst case scenario many times, I think that's, that's good because to your point that, you know, I, I like to say one of my favorite things is when people lose golf balls because that's good for business. Um, <laughs> and when people are are you know playing in that indoor environment, if you will, that's not really the case, right? So the the it lasting longer than uh, you losing it does not become a factor, right? People aren't losing them. You hope um, in an indoor environment. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and, and actually one of uh, the sessions I had was with an indoor setup that I, we were hitting into a screen. And my expectation at this point, realistically, is that if I'm in there for three to four hours, I'm probably going to look at that golf ball and assume that uh, that it, it won't be the, the leading candidate for best product in the bag once I pull it out again. But I was actually able to play it for 18 holes following up that. And I, and I didn't, I didn't visually notice any negatives on it. I didn't visually notice, uh, some wear on it, which I've come to sort of expect. Um, uh, so I, I thought that was very positive, but you definitely, 
doing a late year, you might not be familiar. You've been in California for so long, but our weather sucks like on this side of the the U.S. Uh, so this Frankly, is probably it sucks here right now too. So, <laughs> but it, 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 it's stuff on the ground. But there's a lot of water in the air and on the ground right now here. <laughs> Either way, it, it's got to be a tough time because a lot of that play is indoors, and a lot of that feedback is uh, is coming from the guys who are uh, no longer the outdoor warriors of winter golf, but now the indoor warriors of winter golf who are unwilling to hang them up for any any amount of time. So. I'd imagine the feedback you're getting now is going to be more aggressive than the feedback you get, let's say in six months when we have beautiful weather here and it's just still the same there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I mean, I think that's all part of it. Right. And we were testing, you know, if if you were to go through the full documented uh, testing that we do in the variety of conditions, you know, all the way down to, you know, if you leave golf balls out, on the, I mean, you know, outside in an outdoor environment, so they don't yellow and things like that. If you looked at the full protocol that we run golf balls through, you'd be amazed, right. As as to what goes into all that. Um, And, you know, I, I oftentimes look at some of our um, I'll call them requirements or specs for some of the, the aggressive testing that we do. It's like, that. what is that even, you know, signifying right like if you're leaving balls outside sitting on the roof for you know days at a time well how's that even compare to real life right nobody does that um but you know all that's the kind of stuff we're we're, we're looking at to make sure that we don't have problems you don't think <laughs> nobody does that you don't think yeah i've seen hey listen i've read these stories online there are very interesting ways for guys to hide their purchases from their wives okay <laughs> <laughs> I would never do anything like that. So uh, a couple of uh, quick hitters. What is a scarier term for you? The SKU or the idea of a ball sitting in a trunk for three months? Uh, What do you mean by the SKU? (laughs) There are never enough SKUs. Uh, um, Well, (laughs) I guess they're very different problems, right? Like, um, I, I always laugh because I call it the, the center shafted putter phenomenon, right? So, you know, every time we launch a putter line, um, if we don't have a center shafted putter, we get beat up merciful, mercifully by the, you know, the vocal minority that likes center shafted putters. And then the next line, we'll put a center shafted putter in and we'll sell 14 of them. Um, so I wonder where the rest of the guys that have been complaining about have uh, went. Um, but, you know, what you have to do in, in golf ball in particular is just just think about the, the total picture, right? And I know it's easy for somebody to say, well, why don't you make a pick a product, right? And, um, you know, at the end of the day, you only have so much self-space. You only have so much you know, attention you can give. And so you have to be cognizant of that. But you also, you know, one of the things before we started recording this, you and I were talking about was, and this is real, as we look at a a new product line, you know, we're definitely learning as we go on, you know, I would say the both the, the the tour balls, let's call them the 
Chrome 2R and Chrome 2RX, we have a broader assortment than we have in the past. Well, we got to figure out which of those to make um, that are going to be popular too. And all that, you know, plays a role here of we got to stay ahead of what is popular and make sure that if we do offer it, we we stay on top of it too, so that we don't get in a back order situation. So um, that's one of the things that we're really focused on as we get the first kind of rounds of data uh, looking at the new lineup too. So I think they're both challenges, right? But that one's probably harder to manage from a business perspective, the the SKU discussion. At least on your end though, I <clears throat> I would think that your ability to shift is a little bit faster being that you do produce your own? Um, yeah. Um, and the fact that we do it here in the U.S., at least for the U.S. market, right, helps us there too. Um, but it, it still takes time, right? And then there's a whole downstream um, set of ramifications. Like if, if say we get, you know, if, if yellow balls go from 4% to 20% of our business all of a sudden, well, that means we need to get more materials to make yellow balls, which is an entirely different process, you know, altogether. So, you know, all that, th there's so many things that people maybe don't think about necessarily, or um, let, let's use triple track, right? If, if triple track becomes even more a percentage of our business, well, do we have enough ink to be able to, to produce all those balls? Do we have enough uh, machines that are capable of doing all that printing to be able to do that. And, you know, all those things. And, you know, as I think I've said to you many times, like, let's just say that that, that, that number grows, right? We went through this growing pain to be quite honest as with our visual technology is, you know, we can't just order another one of those machines on Amazon prime and have it show up at the doorstep of Chicopee tomorrow. Right. Like those, those things have months and sometimes during rough patches like COVID, you know, years um, of time from the time we order them till we get them. So, you know, we can't we can't always react as as quickly as we want to. And all that has ramifications on on what we do. Do you want to throw out a quick hitter feedback to the idea that uh, a urethane ball is a urethane ball and the price is is what I'm willing to pay for it? Um, well, the, the price that you're willing to pay for anything is, is always gonna, to win out. Um, but yeah, you know, not, not, not every product is, is created equal and, you know, not, not all, uh, urethanes are right. And, um, but that, that's a, a choice we all make. And I would never be the one to, to not, uh, I understand that golf balls are expensive, right? Um, but even, you know, a lot of what we've talked about this morning, there, there's a lot that goes into all that, right? And, um, you know, years of development and research and work that goes into that and these new, you know, materials that are, you know, oftentimes in our, in our minds better, um, they're not cheaper, right? Just like, a faster car is oftentimes not either. So, you know, all that, I wish we could charge, you know, $30 for our best golf ball. Um, but that doesn't always work from a, from a business perspective either. So um, I, I will say, you know, we, we're all 
consumers in, in whatever we do. And, you know, when was the last time you went out to eat and you didn't say, oh, my God, I can't believe how expensive it is to go out and eat. Well, it's not just because restaurants are charging you more. It's because they're paying more for every ingredient than they're putting into all the food that we're eating, too. Right. And there's a lot of reasons for all of that. So um, it may sound like that's me being flippant to the whole thing. Um, and that's certainly not my goal. Um, but you know, all that does play a role in, into what we're doing and you know, how, how the, the model works, if you will. Uh, one final question, and then you can fire away a couple at me if you need to, uh, are you taking care of Maynard's $20 bill? Uh, I spent the 20, but I do <laughs> have, um, I can show you right here on my wall. Uh, I think you can see that, that, that five is from him. Uh, and that one is from Templeton. Uh, I'm going the wrong way here, uh, right above it. Uh, so I do keep them close by. Yes. Right next to my bell that I have here, you know, just, just so you want to see that, you know, that we got that got a yeah. couple, couple rings back here. If you wanted to see those. You know, we got a lot of items that to celebrate all the victories. I got mine too, my ring. Yeah. And some pictures yeah. of the belt. <laughs> They're just a lot lot older than yours are. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, well, it's the same belt, just I've had it a little bit longer. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any questions for me today, Finley? Uh, well, I guess I would say what what's been your impression of the the new balls? You've played probably a couple very, uh, very, you know, a couple different models and what's been your kind of thoughts on it so far. Yeah. I, I really like the overall launch of Chrome tour. I, I've been totally focused on that. I, I'm familiar with Chrome soft at this point and, um, I wanted to spend the time with Chrome tour. So that'll be in the bag early this year. Um, I, I liked, but I, I'm typically a more of a pancake hitter into the greens. You know, I, 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 tend to have a pretty aggressive descent angle. Uh, so I don't get a ton of that feedback off irons because they usually come down uh, with some ice on it from the atmosphere. But, you know, for me off the driver, I, I really like the numbers I'm getting and uh, around the greens I've found to be a, a very positive experience. The challenge for me, Finley, right now is that everything's kind of what it is here. You know, we got, we got freshly mowed grass on our greens for the first time in probably two months. So I, I'm really eager to, to experience it in total, but everything I saw from Frisco uh, during that event and everything I saw during the granddaddy, it just seems like it was the LS just a little bit better for me. <laughs> that's, that has been my take so far. Yeah. No. And I think, I think that's right. And, you know, obviously as we've gone through this process, one of the questions I've gotten, you know, as much as any is, Hey, I played the LS and you got rid of that. What should I do? Right. And uh, hand firmly raised. That was, that was me too. Um, and, and I would say the the easiest answer and starting point is, is Chrome tour, right? Cause the, the general spin profile is, is similar on full shots. Um, but to your point, it does spin a little bit more around the green. That's primarily that softer cover we talked about. Um, I actually, uh, at my declining speed, uh, do prefer that slightly softer feel um, of the Chrome Tour compared to the LS. So for me, it's been a very easy transition into to Chrome Tour. 
Um, and I think part of that is also too, and this is important to the whole conversation is, you know, kind of the, the, the way golf courses are here where, you know, you've played enough golf out here. Our greens tend to be a little bit on the softer side. Like you're seeing that on the West coast swing, right? Hoanya, a lot of them are sloped back to front, a little bit smaller, right? And I'm higher on the spin side. So like for me personally, the X just spins too much, right? If I get a back hole location and I have a wedge in my hands, I'm like, I don't even know what to do here because I probably don't have the skill set anymore to hit that, you know, I'd call it like a three finger wedge. Um, you know, so I either hit it at the pin and spin it back or I airmail the green and I'm short-sighted and then I'm really screwed. Right. Um, so, you know, the Chrome tour is really a perfect solution for me. Awesome. Well, I look forward to THP's feedback. I know you sneak onto the forum once every often and uh take a look and see what people think about the product i'm always and, lurking i'm always yeah. lurking yeah. yeah once every often i think you and verska are, are both very highly skilled in that and that where we're posting something and magically someone shows up to and actually makes a comment it's, yeah i'll drop a few so. in here and there for sure <clears throat> so we'll have we will have a, a thread created on thp but we also will drop this on social so uh definitely if you have questions for finley um or, or just about Chrome Tour in general, or Chrome Soft, Chrome Tour X. Uh, there'll be lots of discussion in there. Um, either way, I'm I'm thrilled about the new lineup. I think it's really interesting, and I hope you guys are pumped about uh, about how it came came out. Yeah, we are. Thank you for everybody's support, and it's been great to see kind of all the comments. And you know, I think above and beyond anything else, you know, while I would love to tell you, you know. And you have me, you, everybody would just believe me saying it, you know, get out and try it for yourselves, right? We, we stand behind the performance of it. There's a reason why we were doing some of the demos in, in our booth at the PGA show even, right? And, you know, taking people through the idea of just, we, we want to we show you that our products perform and we invite that. And we wouldn't do that if we didn't have the confidence uh, that our products would perform. So um, you know, it's kind of an idea that we stand by of, you know, show me, don't tell me. We, we want to prove it to you. So get out and try it for yourself and let us know what you think. Love that. Hey, folks, if you're golfing this weekend, have a great time. Make it count. I don't know if I would get able to play. It's warm enough, but uh, it sounds like I've got basketball to watch. So I can't wait for that. <laughs> and I guess a Super Bowl on Sunday. So either way, if you are playing golf, have fun and uh, we'll, we'll chat with you next week. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.